0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Empower Radio presents The Miracle of Healing with Lisa Campion. Meet healers, learn different modalities, and hear empowering stories of people on their healing journey. The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Lisa Campion.
1: Hey there, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio, where we come together every week to discuss all kinds of healing, and that's something the the world needs a lot these days, maybe now more than ever. I just want to give you a warm welcome if you're new to my show. And also, if you've been traveling with us on the journey for a while, then welcome back. What if you really knew what heaven was like? I mean, really knew. I mean, metaphysics, and I've been studying met- metaphysics my whole life, um, kind of gives like a patchy, at least up, up until I, up until now, I've had sort of a patchwork view of what heaven is like when we get there and what the process of going to heaven might be like, too, and come to find out that there is a much more um, systematic approach to how we grow into heaven. Um, and I'm super excited to bring that to you with this beautiful book called Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution. It's written by this team of um, fantastic team of authors and spiritual teachers. Today we have with us Dimitri Moraitis, Um, And he is the co-founder and co-spiritual director of the Spiritual Arts Institute in in California and has co-authored numerous books with um, psychic, spiritual teacher, um, Barbara Martin. And the two of them together have created just this beautiful body of work that really explains how our process of spiritual growth, what it looks like, how is the road to heaven going to happen, and what can we do to accelerate that progress. Process. Welcome to the show, Dimitri.
0: Well, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure.
1: Oh, it's so fun to talk about this. And I mean, it was a really quite an interesting book. And like I said, you know, in all the, I've studied spirituality for the past 30 years and I'm a psychic myself. So I've been seeing, talking to dead people and seeing visions of heaven my whole life, but I've never really come across such an organized, systematic understanding of what Mm -hmm. it's all like and how it. I've had glimpses, you know, Um, and I think some of us have. But to see kind of the way that you have put put it together as a system, um, cosmic, like a metaphysical system, but also a personal process that we go through is really quite outstanding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the fact that you've had some experiences or those listening here tells you the other side is real. It's Hmm. not. um, You know, many of us wonder what really does happen when we die Is it that undiscovered country. Um, But then having an experience and, as you say, putting it in a context and also realizing probably perhaps most important for today, the other side is not just about the time when we die. It's affecting us now. Hmm. And the key to our growth is connecting with those worlds now, not later. And that's one of the drivers of the book.
1: Well, that's a real shift from sort of the old school spirituality that a lot of us grew up on. That if, like, if I'm a really, really good little girl, then uh, then maybe God will favor me with a, you know, entrance into heaven. Right, <laughs> um, right. And and that's not really at all um, the experience that sh- that you two are 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 talking about, right?
0: Well, of course, goodness is the foundation. You, we we do need to live a good, healthy, a life with integrity, a life with ethics that we're not going anywhere unless we build up that kind of power. But yes, you you said it earlier, we have to think of heaven as a place that we not that we go to so much as grow to. It's an evolutionary process. So let's say in school we understand we can do excellent in first or second grade, but it doesn't mean we're going to be ready for graduate school. We still have to go through the normal processes of growth. A child doesn't suddenly become an adult overnight. There are many, many stages, and the evolutionary process to heaven is exactly the same way, because heaven isn't just a place; it's a state of consciousness.
1: I was just going to say that it's like um, it's both, really, isn't it? The exactly. way that you're talking about yeah. it, it's it's a dimension, higher dimension that we achieve maybe when we shift our state of consciousness into a higher level.
0: And we have to do it here. Mm. We have to build the heavenly state here. So one of the things many don't understand about the other side is it isn't one place. The other side is many places. In my father's house are many mansions. Right. And each of these are actual places you can go to, but they're also states of consciousness. And some are, shall we say, closer to the divine source, more enlightened, more aware. Others are not as developed, but all are part of the creative process. And, We're vibrating on one of those planes this minute. You and I Hmm. talking together right now. We are vibrating to levels corresponding to places on the other side. So let's say it was my day to go home today. I would take the power, the spiritual power, the divine light I have now, and that would determine where I end up on the other side. So it's not really reward or punishment. Hmm. It's like attracting
1: like. That's so interesting and you know of, of all the dead people that I've been talking to, to my whole life which is quite quite a few um they all would sh- share with me like that their experience of the other side was sort of different you know mm-hmm. that for some people it was like a party for some people it was like a beautiful paradise kind of garden and i was wondering whether their um you know my theory about it was that their expectation was sort of what they would you know, uh, create. And it was so interesting to me, like reading the, your book, because I realized, oh, I don't think that's true. I think it's like you said, it's the vibration that they're out there, maybe landing in a different right, plane. Right. No,
0: it's a real, real, it's, they call this the dream world, right? right. And the other is the real world. Yeah. So um, it is not, like you say, a dream world of our own making. It is not some primordial energy of which we kind of just go back into. It's more solid, more real than here. As a matter of fact, and maybe you've experienced this with those you've communicated with, there are places on the other side that are so much like Earth that when some people cross over, they don't even think they've crossed over. They say, "What? I'm talking to you. You're talking to me. There's nothing going on here. And then when they realize they aren't where they think they are, then sometimes it's difficult because they didn't prepare themselves for what was to come.
1: And how do we? How do we prepare ourselves
0: well, first of all, of course, living a life of integrity. When when people do die, sometimes their regrets are not, if they have regrets, it's not that they're dying. It's now they see what they left undone. Uh-huh. And if they realize, gee, I didn't take care of this, 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 and this in my life, and now I'm getting ready to go home, that can be a very difficult situation. And when you go to the other side, you know, You are done with this life. You have graduated, but you are going to carry the effects of this life there. So if I haven't worked out some bad habits, if I haven't forgiven people, if I haven't done my homework here, I'm not suddenly going to be in some blissful place on the other side. I'm going to be very much in a state of consciousness as I am now, and I will have to work out things there. Uh. It can be a good thing, too, by the way. Let's say there was somebody that, you know, lived a good life. Let's say he uh, was an accountant or whatever and uh, had a family and did everything he was supposed to, but let's say he had this burning desire to sing. And he had, let's say, a good tenor voice, but never really did anything with it. Well, he finished his obligations here. On the other side, you may go into music because that's where your heart and desire takes you to. And so it doesn't, we have to think of it kind of like a continuous life. Kind it's of like inc-
1: climbing stairs, maybe like each one exactly. elevates exactly. you to. Like
0: it. Jacob's ladder, like Jacob's yeah. ladder, yeah, like Jacob's ladder, yeah. i been a so student of the, the
1: Kabbalah, and it reminded me of the Sephirah, you know, and the sort of these, these ten, you know, ten states of being and ten planes of existence that we move yeah. through as we, uh, yeah. you know, increase our spiritual. Yeah,
0: frequency. the Tree of Life is a depiction of the cosmos, but also the cosmological process. Absolutely. Okay. Kabbalah was one of the great ancient uh, mystery teachings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So one of the things I do want to urge people is, you know, I'm sure many of you, many listening to your show, they've had their spiritual awakening already. They've had something that's told them there's more than just the physical world. And that is definitely no accident. That is God knocking on your door. So one of the biggest things we're saying in the book is do everything you can to make your spiritual growth a higher priority in your life. Uh, Barbara tells a beautiful story of one student that she worked with. And the woman did cross over to the other side. And then Barbara saw her in the inner worlds there. And she came to Barbara to say, well, thank you for all that you gave. You know, it's so much clearer here. I, I understand it even better. My only regret is I didn't do more. It's so easy to get caught up in distractions and diversions and things that are not essential in our lives. And now even look at what's even happening with the pandemic. People are reassessing their work life because mm-hmm. we want to do things that have value to us, not just, you know, Rooney, do, you know, day to day. We want to feel like there's purpose to what we're doing. And you have to ask yourself, am I doing things that give me a sense of purpose, a right. sense of fulfillment? And am I challenging myself? If I'm, Am I trying to spread my wings farther each day, even if it's a little bit?
1: Yeah, that's so interesting. Let's can we talk about Barbara for a minute? Because I'm um, absolutely um, yeah. we could talk to her for
0: an hour. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what what a fascinating person and um and you know story that she has. Um, what can you tell us about her that, that yeah? You know?
0: Well, I'll try to keep it brief because I know our, our time is short, but uh um Barbara is truly and I, I this has been an overused word, but she's truly one of the pioneers of metaphysics mm-hmm. because she was she got on the professional platform, shall we say, long before it was fashionable to do. So uh, it's people like her that, you know, today are allowing us, I mean, to have a platform like this. Imagine this 30 years ago, you know, put aside the technology. Um, So she was basically born uh, clairvoyant from the age of three. She was seeing not just little bits of auras, but she was seeing auras. Um, And this was in Depression era. So there was no books or places that she could go to. She said, "I didn't understand what I was seeing, but I I knew I was attracted. People had you know nice energies around them, and this detracted people that didn't." Uh, she also started having these out of body experiences. She said, "I I didn't I knew I wasn't dying, and I knew I wasn't dreaming, but I they were I was taken to these beautiful places on the other side, and so she knew from a, a young girl uh, that this was not the only world there was." Um, at 11, she was doing, uh, she was actually in theater. She was a little acting company, a theater stock company. And the woman that was leading it pulled her in one day privately and said, you know, you can see the aura, can't you? And Barbara's jaw dropped. She said, oh my God, is that what it's called? She didn't even have a name for it. Right. Uh, And she said, I can see it too. I'm a hermetic scientist. My mother, grandmother were both hermetic scientists, and I want to teach you about your talents. And she did. And she started giving her some private instruction. One of the things start to interpret: what does that emerald green mean? What does that blue-white fire mean? What, what do these energies mean when you see them in somebody? And how can you help them? Uh, later, when she moved to Cal- the family moved to California, um, initially she tried to put away the gifts to live "quote unquote" a normal life, but mm-hmm. it kept coming back even stronger. And then she realized, no, this is my path. And at that point, she met another great mystic. Uh, This woman did not get on the lecture platform at all. Everything was just private with her. But she basically trained Barbara to be a professional. She said, you're going to go on the lecture platform. You're going to teach this to the public. And of course, this is long before people were doing that. Uh, But that's what happened. And I met Barbara, oh my gosh, 37 years ago at a dinner party after I had my own awakening. And I didn't quite understand what it all i was still putting it all together and i really realized after that first night wow i found the person i need to study with this is my teacher Mm -hmm. and uh we started right away but then we also recognized um you know we both like to write and i didn't realize it at the time but even then she was thinking you know he could be a teacher too so when we started the institute to organize all these teachings um at that point, she was doing a lot of inspirational work. There were no books. So when we started putting everything together, I, re- I realized, oh, well, you're training me to teach as well. So it's we've been doing this now. The Institute's been a nonprofit since 2005. And uh, yes, we have our home office in Encinitas, the San Diego area of California. But with the internet, we're teaching around the world. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: And is teaching this – your institute teaches this form of uh, metaphysics, this sort of – Yes, yes, Does it teach psychic development and metaphysics or –
0: Well, what we teach is – our motto is helping souls grow. So what we say is the key is growth. As you grow spiritually, the fruits of that growth can be what we recognize as the talent, like, oh, senoras and things like that. But you've got to grow first. The other is is, – so – It's a spiritual growth organization. We do, it does take time to grow, you know? I mean, uh, these aren't quick classes, although we do wonderful workshops, but the training classes, our first one's two years, our second one is three years, Mm -hmm. because it takes, uh, I call, it's more like learning to play an instrument or a a language. You have to spend time with it to to kind of let it embody you. And the other aspect, of course, is the fellowship, working with people that are I think that's one of the greatest things of this. You're working with people that are trying to better themselves, that have had their own awakening and are trying to follow that. So we, we need that fellowship, especially today with all the that's
1: going on right now. Absolutely.
0: We need, we need to be with kind of like-minded souls.
1: Well, it's so cool. And I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like I see psychic development and healing skills, which are the two things that I teach yeah, exactly. as a byproduct Absolutely. of spiritual growth. Yes. You know, that's sort of like what happens when, when we – Put our attention on spiritual growth; um, those things come up naturally. And I have seen met people along the way that just do psychic development for, for the sake of that, and it always goes a little sideways, and it always goes a little like wonky and and, exactly. and weird. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, uh, the psychic part of us is one part of us. The mystical part is actually a different part of us. Right. So you're aiming for the mystical part of you, and then the psychic is sort of the stepping stone. Th- if you aim for the psychic, it's like going sideways, not up. Yeah,
1: often. exactly. And it it's a little funky. Like, it, it can get you into some trouble, Oh, I think. But. There, is a,
0: there is the underbelly of all of this, which we do get into the book.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. I know. So, like, what do we do if we're spiritual seekers, besides reading your book and signing up for your classes at your institute? Like, what are some th- simple things we can do to, to move us in that direction?
0: Yeah, well, first life. of all, is definitely make it a priority. Um, you have to organize your time. If you're not making room for this to grow in you, it's just like a relationship. If you don't spend time with somebody. How's that relationship going to deepen? So the first thing is organizing that. Now, another huge part is meditation. The cornerstone of what we do is meditation. Barbara was, is known for her work with the aura, but it's not just the aura per se. It's meditating with the auric field. So uh, if any of you are not yet meditating, we recommend a daily meditative practice. Uh, We do our meditation with divine light. So it's sort of a meditative prayer that we do. And that's the foundation of everything. Meditation is your time to kind of step back from the world for a moment, get in tune with the infinite, get recharged up, and then go out back into life again. And that rhythm of in the world and not of the world is an essential piece of the puzzle, um, and application, you know, if you're not living the, the truth, if you're not living, if you're saying, oh, no, I understand forgiveness, but you're not forgiving people, mm-hmm. you're not going anywhere. You yeah. you know, service doesn't take you places. And that can lead to what we call spiritual egotism, which obviously nobody wants. Um, yeah.
1: You got to put are, your money where your mouth is. I mean, it's, exactly.
0: it's exactly. you know,
1: and really like live from your heart and, um, you know.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Truth is not truth till it lives in your heart. And that That's takes right. time. You know, I could say right now, I need to be more patient. I didn't even take me a second to say that. And I could literally spend the next 10 years becoming that patient person. That's right. But, but that time was spent. It does take time. The soul grows slowly. That's why the ancients say, in patience, you possess your soul.
1: That's beautiful. Yeah. And I, I think that this would be quite comforting, the, this book, um, for people that fear death or don't believe in the afterlife. Um, because I and I, I know a lot of people um, are in that position, you know, where they really just don't have any idea of what's going on. And, and, and I believe that everything we are disappears somehow, you know, um, at the point of our death. And that's not what you no, no, no at not all.
0: at all, not at all. Uh there's that funny joke by uh, uh Woody Allen saying I'm not afraid of dying, I just don't want to be there when it happens, you know. <laughs> um it really is nothing to fear. If if you look even at animals, they they're not afraid of death. You know, if they know it's their time, they know it's their time. We've made it a thing to dread. The question is not the dying, the question is the living. Are you really living your life? So I... that when it does come come time to go home, you can say I did it. I did my job here and now I'm ready for the next adventure. One of the hopefully note of comfort is, one of the beautiful things is no love is ever lost. If you have lost a loved one, you will see them again because the love will bring you together. Now, there could be a couple where there was no love, but they stayed married. Well, then there may not be those reunions on the other side because that love is not there. But if you love somebody, and by the way, even pets, if you spent 20 years putting all your love and energy into a pet, that animal is going to wait for you on the other side because it loves you. Aww. Yes, when you have the reunions, which does happen, often those long-term pets will be there to greet you and you will recognize them. And of course they will know you. So, you know, we don't want to we want to grieve for the people we've lost, but we don't want to over grieve because right. it holds them back too they Have to do their own growing, they're, they're done, they don't want to worry about us. So, yes, if you if someone's there, say, Look, I'm fine, we'll see each other again, don't worry about me, you know, do what you have to do. Um, and those things will help us. But, um, one other note to say here, you know, in terms of what actually growth is, I know we've kind of talked about it, but you know, if I were to ask 20 people now, What actually is spiritual growth? What does it mean to grow spiritually? we would probably get. 20 different answers, right? Um, Right. So from our point of view, from what the book is sharing, spiritual growth is the actual evolution to the various dimensions of life. That is what evolution is. And it's not just happening when you cross over. It's happening right now. So not only are you meant to leave this earth better than the way you found it, you're supposed to leave this earth at a higher level of consciousness than when you started
1: yeah, that's so that's so interesting. So in the Kabbalah, I learned that, you know, that, that's the one thing we carry with us, you know, as, as right. the, the level of sp- spiritual growth we got to is where we start the next cycle, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. and that, that I find that encouraging because it feels, you know, it feels like everything that we're doing to progress forward counts and carries us, you know, it's not there's not wasted time or, no. you know, like you... Yeah. And by the way, every good
0: thing you do does add up. Don't worry if you're not getting that gold star. I did all this work and I got no credit for it. You Mm -hmm. know, don't worry about any of that. Do the good things you need to do. It's showing up in your aura. Your aura is fueling your evolution. The most important thing you want to do is earn light because that is gonna, like you say, you will take your light with you, and it will carry you to the other side. So that's what you want to do: build up more power through all the good things, through every positive thing you're doing is adding to you and keep doing that. Don't get discouraged when things don't always turn out the way you want it. That's not the if measure. people
1: of- are behaving really badly and, you know, does that put them on a backward track or what happens to the people well, the, that are the, really?
0: The problem is, is they lose light. When you get angry and upset, it diminishes your spiritual power. And let's say you're furious all the time, angry all the time, hateful all the time. That creates dark energies in the aura, and that weakens the energy field. And that can, yes, lower things a bit. Now, we do say, and I know our time is running out here, you know, our evolution is not a straight line upward. Uh, We have lifetimes where we do great things. Other lifetimes, we kind of botch it up a little bit. And Mm -hmm. the idea is, you know, make this life count for everything that you have. As we said, by by constantly earning light, there is, no, um, there is no eternal hell. There are dark regions on the other side, but they're not eternal places. There's I always room for redemption. There's no soul past redemption because Christ. our evil acts are acts. They're not us. So, yes, we will have to atone for them. We have to correct them. We have to fix the karma, whatever is involved with it. Hmm. But if you've made a mistake, which we all have, don't condemn yourself, but do your best to fix it. Do your best to correct it
1: so dimitri how can we get in touch with your um your beautiful institute
0: yes um well spiritual arts institute you can go to spiritualarts.org and find out about our workshops our classes and our books and of course the new book um and yes thank you we're having a fun drive right now through the end of the year we are we are a nonprofit, so uh, and we do that to try to keep the costs down and um you know, give people a home to, to do this. And also, um, the book Heaven and Your Spiritual Evolution is available online in bookstores everywhere. Um, it is decades of the clairvoyant experiences put in that book. Like you said, it's that that synthesis took time. You know, it was a lot of experiences compiled together, a lot of knowledge compiled together to put this. So you're getting the synthesis of of. Decades of work and it was really almost five years to put the book together. So this is fascinating.
1: I mean, I I loved the book. I've been I was like, th- somebody finally explained to me, like, <laughs> what exactly is going on over there? You know, like I've yeah. seen like bits and pieces of it, but I, yeah. I thought the, yeah. you know, if you have any interest in metaphysics at all, or any interest in what happens when you pass over, it's, and understanding the, this the, that there's a sort of a system to it. It's not just random. And and like you said, that's you know that's one side. The other side is the, the. Living in heaven on earth right now, you know, so that we can um, we can continue to evolve and grow into heaven. It's a beautiful concept. Then, you know, your the book is a, just a fantastic resource for how that how all of that is. And thank you so much for writing it. I appreciated it very much. No, <laughs> I was so happy that I you know could um, could see it because it was super helpful for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, and well, thank you for the good work you're doing. Healing and all of that is really important right now. <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna sure do more in the days ahead. <laughs>
1: yeah. Sure. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Dimitri, and um, and you know, continue the good work um, well, that you're doing.
0: You. Thank you so much. Thank you again for having me on your show.
1: And thank all of you guys for joining us today. Um, if you want to find me, you can find me at LisaCampion.com. I'd love it if you stop by, and visit, and leave me a comment or send me an email about your spiritual journey let's talk about it um and yeah thank you for being with us today where um we are healing the world one person at a time right here on empower radio